Good morning, good morning, good morning to everyone on the prayer call. This is a great and awesome day. We're glad to have you on the prayer call this morning. Hallelujah, hallelujah. This morning I was reading a a scripture that came up this morning, Psalms 113 and 3, where it says, From the rising of the sun unto the going down of the same, the Lord's name is to be praised. And this morning, that's what we are doing. Father, we praise your name this morning. Lord God, you are to be praised. Why? Because, Lord, you sit high and you look low. You look upon us. You see us here in time. You are not held or bound by time because you created time, but you still look upon us. And you, Lord God, take care of us. You bless us. You heal us. You deliver us. You save us. Your name is to be praised because you alone, Lord God, are the only living God. There is no other God before you. There is no other God beside you. You are the one and only. You're the one true God. Ha! We bless your name this morning. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you for your goodness and your mercy. Thank you for your love and your truth. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you that we can still, men still, call upon the name of the Lord and are saved. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So we do praise your name. From the rising of the sun of this day until the going down of the same, we praise your name. Amen, amen, amen. Well, uh, once again, want to thank you all for joining us on the prayer call today. Um, we have uh, a good time, a good uh, morning uh, laid out for you this morning. Uh, we have a great team uh, laid out for you, as always. want to give honor to our Blessed Bishop and our pastor, Bishop Carl Smith, and Pastor Lady Adrian Smith, our blessed, blessed angels of the house. We want to thank you for your steadfast faithfulness over this ministry and the people of God that God has given you vision to and your faithfulness to run and complete it. We thank you this morning. And the rest of our team, I want to say good morning to Sister Fazell. Sister, Sister Fazell is our prayer call controller. Sister Sidonia Fazell is our prayer call controller. Gets up very early in the morning and makes sure that all these things are working and in order for us. And so we thank you for that. Thank you for your faithfulness this morning. This morning, we also have uh, our beloved sister, Yvette Atienza, 
who is our prayer call uh, prayer leader this morning, who will uh, lead us in prayer over the prayer requests and the praise reports that are coming in. Uh, are you with us? Good morning, Sister Yvette. Good morning. Good morning, Elder Claude and Sister Sadonia, and of, of course to our uh, devotion leader and to all the saints joining us this morning. Good morning to all. Amen. Amen. And also with us, our devotional leader, is Sister Audrey White. Good morning, Sister Audrey. How are you this morning? Good morning, Elder Claude. I am doing well this morning. Good morning, Sister Yvette, Sister Sidonia, and all who are on the call this morning. Amen, amen. Well, uh, it is a great morning. Like I said, we got a great team. We're lined up. We're ready to go. Um, Sister Audrey, it's it's all yours. Ready to go. Amen. Well, thank you, Elder Claude, and good morning again to everyone that's on the call. Good morning to our bishop and Pastor Adrian. God bless you. Good morning to all of the saints and servants of the Most High God. So this morning, our topic is live the abundant life. Don't allow the enemy to steal your identity. And our scripture text comes from, the first one comes from the book of John, John 10, 10, a very familiar scripture. In the New King James Version, it reads, The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Amen. And thank God. Our second text comes from the book of Matthew, chapter 4, verse 3. The NLT reads, During that time the devil came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. Amen. That is the word of the Lord today. So as our topic said this morning, we're talking about identity. And as I was listening to Elder Claude's opening prayer, and he started to give God praise, he started to identify God as the most high sovereign God, the loving God, and I may be adding more to it, but God is all of that. We acknowledge God and we identify him. And when it comes to us, have you ever asked someone, who do you think you are? Have you ever asked yourself, who am I? This question kind of sounds uh, contentious, but it's, it's not always that way because even Jesus asked the disciples, who do men say that I am? So identity is important and knowing who you are and knowing who you're dealing with is, import, is important. We have no identity as Christians outside of Christ. Our identity starts with having Jesus in our hearts. We must believe God is God as was stated this morning, the most sovereign, the sovereign God, most high God, and accept his perfect plan of redemption and salvation for our lives. We must be saved. There is no identity in Christ if Jesus does not live in our hearts. That being said, we acknowledge today that God is the source of our identity and purpose. God created us. 
and he is the one who defines us. So we affirm again today that we are not defined by our circumstances. It doesn't matter what we've been through, what our current situation is. Those things do not define us. We are not defined by our job. doesn't matter if we're the president of the United States or the janitor in the bathroom. That does not define us. We are not defined by our possessions or our position in society. doesn't matter how much I have or how little I have. Those things don't define me. We are not defined by what people call us or what they say about us. We're not defined by the names that they impose upon us. We're not defined, even if they call us the N-word and worse. Those things do not define us. We are not defined by how many pictures we post on social media and how many likes we get or we don't get. We're only defined by who God says we are in our relationship with Christ. God calls us his beloved. He calls us precious, redeemed. He calls us his righteousness. He says that we are his masterpiece. God is protective of us, and he calls us his very own. So we are our daddy's child. God knows us, and he's known us from the foundation of the world. He knows our name. That's not just a song. He knows my name. As we read in Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5, God's word to the prophet says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Likewise, we can say with confidence that before I was formed in my mother's womb, God knew me. He ordained a purpose for me. So God created me. God created us with an identity and a purpose on purpose. I'm not an accident. You are not an accident. You are not a mistake. You have a reason to live. You're called to leave a deposit in this earth, and you have a destiny to fulfill. Amen? So understanding who you are in Christ, knowing your spiritual identity is absolutely critical to living a victorious life, the abundant life that Jesus came to give us, the God kind of life. We started out on a journey to find find that out when we gave our lives to Christ. Through reading and learning the scripture and, and everything uh, that the Holy Spirit deposits in us, we came to realize that God gave us an immediate upgrade when we accepted Jesus into our, our hearts, into our lives. God put his label on us. We are our daddy's child. And what does God say? Who does God say that I am? Who does God say that you are? Let's back it up with scripture. There are, there are numerous scriptures that tell us who we are but I'll just name a few. In Romans eight seventeen, the A part says, we are God's children, and if children also heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. Amen? In John's first chapter, verse 12, it says, but to all who did receive him, he gave them the right to be children of God. 
to those who believe in his name. Again, we are our daddy's child. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 4 and 5 in the New King James says, Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons of Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, we are sons of God. And that's the truth. Amen? There's also another truth. We have an enemy who does not want us to know what I just read. He does not want us to believe what I just read. He's on a mission. And what is that? It's a mission that he, that he, he knows what his purpose is. His purpose is to steal, to kill, and to destroy he wants to steal the life that God has ordained for us. He wants to steal the life that God purposed for us and the life that God desires that you and I have. He wants to steal the abundant life. He wants to steal your peace, to steal your joy, and to make you doubt what God said about you. He wants you to doubt who you are, what you have and what you can do and make you doubt that God really loves you. That's why knowing who you are is the greatest defense against identity theft. We, we learn that by learning the word of God. So how does the enemy come at us to do that? How does he operate? He, first of all, he wants to keep us ignorant through binding Binding us to the truth, blinding us, I'm sorry, to the truth or twisting the truth that we do know or deceiving us and to thinking that the truth does not apply to us. He wants us, but God does not want us to be ignorant of the enemy's devices. We need to expect that he's going to try to come out with something, but the truth is our defense. One way that he'll, he'll come at us He'll come through distractions, and we know that there are many. Distractions come in many forms, especially through uh, the many trials and temptations and tests. The, the devil wants to wear us down and, and wear us out, he wants to bring so much um, turmoil and destruction and distress that we'll just get tired and give up. But we're not in Jesus' name. Amen. He wants to hold us back through or trip us up through worldly voices. We can get so focused on what's happening in the world, what's happening in, in the news, and, and, and not remember that God is sovereign and that God is in control, that God has a plan, and that the things that we see must be. We have to keep our eyes on Jesus. We have to keep our eyes on the word of God. So we can't let the devil get us so caught up into looking at those things that we forget that we serve the most high God. He wants to trip us up through giving us wrong information and bringing lies against us, uh, keeping us uh, in a feeling of condemnation, but 
the word says that there is no condemnation to those of us who are in Christ Jesus. Amen. He'll trip us up or try to trip us up through traditions and doctrines of men. And that, that's just vain worship, according to Mark 7 and 7. And another way is to keep us ignorant, lack of knowledge. The word says in Hosea 4 and 6, my people perish from a lack of knowledge. So that hurts God's heart when we just don't know. The devil will try to tell us that, or the teachings, some of the teachings that we've heard will say, well, God doesn't want you to be prosperous. He doesn't want you to um, be healed. He doesn't heal today, but they'll have a sick list, a prayer list for the sick sometimes in the church. Um, he doesn't, he'll say that God doesn't speak to his people today, that he only spoke to the prophets of old, and that healings don't happen and miracles don't happen because uh, they went out when the, with the last apostles, and, and there are no apostles today. So a lack of knowledge is very uh, hindering and, and crippling. So that's why we, we just, I, I always say, people of God, we just need to be taught. We cannot be taught enough, learn, to learn um, enough. We need to continuously be learning and seeking and, and deep diving deep into the word of God so that we can have a knowledge of the truth. So how do we stand against the enemy? How do we fight him? How do we keep him in check? Well, first of all, we need to do like Jesus did and speak the word. God has already raised up a standard against the, the enemy, and it is his word. As the enemy said to, to, to uh, Jesus, if you be the son of God. Well, we are a son of God. So we can cast down any doubt that we're not, okay? Another way is to put on the full armor of God, according to Ephesians 6 and 11. And remember that we're not fighting against flesh and blood, that we're in a spiritual battle, and we cannot win a spiritual war with earthly weapons. Another thing we need to do is submit ourselves unto God, resist the devil, and he will flee from us, according to James 4 and 7. It's not always the enemy sometimes. Sometimes it's our flesh. So we don't want to be our own worst enemy. The enemy within me sometimes is what's driving my flesh. So we, and another thing is when we're in a battle, we don't want to lose the battle because we get into our emotions. Because once our emotions take over, we forget that we're in a spiritual battle and we start fighting in the flesh. We take out our focus off the real issue. And we'll start fighting people and not, not the enemy. And, uh, and we should also fight to hold on to our, to, don't allow ourselves to become emotionally numb, meaning we give in to a spirit of hopelessness. Don't let the give up spirit set up in you. Don't give, it, don't give yourself over to the enemy. The next thing that's really important is to use the authority that Jesus gave us. He gave us authority over all that might come up against us. And we fight from a place of victory. We've already won the battle. We're already overcome us. But we need to use the authority because we're fighting. Uh, the, the devil is a bully. He's busy going around seeking who he, who he may devour. When he came looking for Job, he, was look, he came looking for a fight. 
so we need to be aware that he's that he comes, but we use our authority against him, and he cannot prevail. And lastly, I'll say, stand firm in your confession of faith. Don't let the enemy confuse your identity by using everything that's negative, all of your negative experiences and all of those negative voices in your life uh, create a script in you to say, this is who you are. No, you're not anything that the enemy says that you're 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 not the oppressed, the abused, you're not the 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 trauma the trauma that you live through. You're not those things. You'll start to believe what you hear if you hear it often enough. And when you believe that, when you believe that negative stuff, you'll start to act the way the name that you have you'll be you'll act like the name that you were called, excuse me. You'll relate to other people by the things that you believe, and you'll relate to God that way too. So don't let any of your negative perception become your reality. Believe God's word. Fill your spirit, fill your mind with God's word. Remember what God says about you. Amen? So in a summary, we do have a a solid identity in Christ Jesus. We know that God loves us that he has a purpose for our lives, and he wants us to hold on to and walk in all that he has for us. He wants us to have and to live the abundant life. He wants us to know that we are forgiven, that we are redeemed, that we are saved, that we are new creatures in Christ Jesus, that we are complete in him. He wants us to know that we are the call that we are equipped, chosen to do good works, that we hold the keys to the kingdom, and we operate in kingdom authority. So with that, we can say that we are full of joy, full of peace, and we are special in God's sight. We are his beloved, the apple of his eye. He knows me by name. He knows us by name. I am a son of God. You are a son of God. We are children of God, and we are holding on to all of that. We're holding on to our identity in him, and we refuse to give it up. We will not give it up. We will not trade it in for anything in this world. We will not believe the the things, the circumstances, the things that have come up against us that are from the pit of hell, we remember that we belong to our Father. We belong to God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Excellent and powerful impact. I have taken some very good notes this morning. Uh, Sister Audrey, the Lord has really blessed you with this. Um, I want to hit one thing. It says, um, I took a note where uh, when you read on Ephesians 2 and 10, um, you said, uh, I'm sorry, actually you said Ephesians, I forget which which one you had, but I got Ephesians 2 and 10 where it says, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. So you got to walk where you're looking, you got to look where you're walking. And you said that we get tripped up 
when we look at the things of this world and this life. And so I want to encourage everyone, there is more to life than this life. We have the abundant life. Yes, we can we can live abundantly, and there's more to it that God wants to usher in to your life and give you a strength and and make you and 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 make you understand that you are free. We are free to live the good and the God kind of life. All right, I'm going to stop right there, Sister Yvette. Take us into prayer, everyone. Please wake up and uh, agree with our beloved sister Yvette as she prays this morning. Thank you, Elder Claude. Yes, that was excellent, excellent, Sister Audrey. Powerful devotion this morning, and you shared it with um, authority. I love it. Thank you, thank you. So, um, again, good morning to all, to our bishop and uh, Pastor Adrian, and to all who are on the line. Hallelujah. We'll be praying for the church this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So, Father, we come to you in the powerful name of your Son, Jesus Christ, and by your Holy Spirit, continuously lifting up your ecclesia, including our our church, New Destiny Church, O God, all churches, and the body of Christ globally. Hallelujah. So, Lord, as the battle in this world that we live in intensifies because of the great war in the spirit realm, let your mighty hands rest on us, your church. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us, Lord God, from all evil. We thank you, Lord, that you already declared in your word that the strategies and the traps of the enemy will not overpower your ecclesia. We also decree your word that no temptation will overcome the church because you are faithful for you will provide a way of escape that we may endure every trial and temptation. Your word said, Lord God, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who love us. For we Lord God, your triumphant church are persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from your love, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So, Lord God, we thank you for preparing us, your church, arming us, with your full armor, O oh God. You gave us the blood of Jesus. You gave us the name of Jesus, your Holy Spirit, your word, your promises. Lord God, and you said, Lord God, the power of the word of our testimony. So, Lord God, this morning we declare, Lord God, your continuous covering, Lord God, the blood of Jesus and the church. We declare that we will cling on you, your word, and your promises, your word decree that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. 
May we deepen our relationship with you, Holy Spirit. May we testify always of all your goodness, your kindness, your faithfulness, so that others may have, Lord God, their encounter with you also. We decree that the church will never be defeated from this moment onward. Holy Spirit, help us to walk always in Christ's victory. We declare that God's ecclesia have the fullness of Christ. We operate in the kingdom authority you vested on us under your lordship and rulership, Lord God. We reign and rule in the same position and place in the heavenly places with our King Jesus. And Lord God, we thank you that today, Lord God, hallelujah, and forevermore we occupy a secured position of triumph in Christ in every aspect of our lives. As we rule with him, Jesus is also with us, interceding for us, helping us reinforce his victory on the cross. Father, you made us complete in Christ, lacking nothing and missing nothing. Lord, help the church to press in, reinforcing your total victory on Calvary's cross. Our victory is complete and the warfare is over. We are just reinforcing the victory you've won for us. So, Lord God, help us. Help your church, your ecclesia, to live in the reality of Jesus' victory, giving him honor and glory for all his sacrifice, O oh God. Father, help and teach us the worth, the value of the cross, what Jesus has done for us. For indeed, he gave it all to redeem and free us from the enemy. Hallelujah. Jesus has come to give us everything in abundance more than we expect, life in its fullness until we overflow. So, Lord, we decree your power, your authority, your anointing overpower the church now and now and forevermore until Jesus returns. Refresh and anoint us with your spirit and help us live a life of victory in good times and not in good times. Manifest yourself strongly by your spirit as we continue to seek and worship you in spirit and in truth. Father, we bring all these prayers, petitions, decrees, and declarations to you, knowing that you hear us when we come to you, Lord God. So thank you, Lord, for the fulfillment of this, O oh God, we pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Amen, Sister Yvette. Love that. Amen. Uh, uh, we, we understand, uh, as the word says, that uh, you know that that enemy comes, like you said, Sister Audrey. The enemy comes looking for a fight, but we know, we know by the word that that fight is fixed, and and the fight is fixed, and the church wins. The church wins. Why? Because the word says that by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, right? We defeat. It is fixed. It is finished. The work of Jesus is finished for us. Amen and amen. Thank you for that awesome prayer this morning, Sister Yvette. Sister Audrey, do you have any more awesomeness this morning to give us? Well, to God be the glory, and I would just like to admonish everyone to never lose sight of who you are. 
You're not defined by your circumstances or any of the enticements that the enemy may present to you. God has already defined you, given you an identity and a purpose. So remember that we live and we move and we have our being in him. We belong to him. Amen. So God bless everyone today. Amen, amen. Uh, you bowed us this morning. We thank the Lord in you, uh, delivering such a good devotion this morning. So, well, saints of God, I ooh, that is a good breakfast this morning. I pray that you're all charged up, fired up, waked up, and ready to go today. I pray that every person on this call, doesn't matter who you are, whether you're a bishop, pastor, lay minister, evangelist, prophet, teacher, or, or, or anywhere, a mother, a father, a son, a daughter, whoever you are, I hope that you were uh, encouraged and strengthened by this awesome devotion and prayer this morning. So without further ado, I want to say thank you for being on the call again. We uh, look forward to seeing you out tonight at our midweek uh, Bible study, come out and and be in the presence of the Lord. Uh, the Lord's showing up in all our services. So be in the house. Be in the house. Um, and, uh, and then join us again, once again, tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning for our prayer call. And just as we've gotten a good breakfast this morning, woo, I'm telling you, it's going to be a good one on tomorrow morning. Amen? Well, once again, thank you for being on the call. Father, we thank you for this opportunity this morning to bless you. And when we are blessing you, Lord, you said that you'll bless those that bless us. You blessed us, so we're blessing you. And you're blessing us, and we're blessing you. It's such a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful thing that you've all allowed us to experience and to do. So be glorified and be magnified this morning. Sister Sidonia, go ahead and open the call so the saints can praise the Lord. Amen.